Welcome to Gracefully Imperfect, a podcast for the all-encompassing Black man, the professional, the entrepreneur, the student, the family man, the father, and the everyday survivor. I'm your host, Semantic Seven. And on this journey together, we will discuss all things related to fatherhood and parenting, morality and ethics, striving to become mentally healthy, our role within our households and our family, health and fitness, and I dare not to forget, there will be a lot of sharing of our personal developmental stories that have shaped us who we are today. So let's go on this journey together and center our consciousness, relax our mind, off we go to the depths below. Peace, love, and blessings in abundance to all of you who are tuning in today on this episode. I told you all on the Instagram that this week would be three episodes. This is two of three. So if you've been tuned in this week, or you are hearing this whenever you hear this and you have time to hear this, I express the utmost gratitude and thankfulness for your support, for you choosing this podcast out of the thousands and the different listening platforms. I also want to express my gratitude to the universe and to the creator for providing me the ability, the capacity, the capabilities, the patience love and compassion to stand true to this dream that I've had to start sharing my voice and exchanging in a dialogue that I, that, that would be useful and meaningful for our people, for our parents, for our children. for our family systems. I do not take any of these episodes for granted. I truly don't. I look forward to doing each and every episode. Everything from conceiving the idea to building the outline to the recording and the editing, all of it is part of the process that makes it worth it. And all that matters to me is that it touches one person and that it resonates with one person. And then that person can share it with another person. And then that person shares it with another person. And now we've created a ripple effect 
to pass on the message, to expand the message, and to share this wisdom. I want to kind of, I would like to talk today about something that uh, is extremely distressing. You know, just in the in the light of Mental Health Awareness Month, I know we've been talking about different topics, different subject areas that coincide with with understanding and having the awareness of becoming mentally healthy. And there's something that happened within our community that greatly impacts the trajectory of our mental health. Just last Saturday, there was a unbelievable active shooter incident in Buffalo, New York. 10 or 11 black folks were targeted and murdered in cold blood. And it occurred in a grocery store. We are all too familiar of the targeted, uh, the targeted genocide, the targeted killings and murders, the barbarity of hatred, deep, deep, extreme hatred for those with melanated skin. This is this has not been the first time this year or even the last decade. This is an incident. Or let me say this, this is a perpetuating situation that continues continues to being a reoccurring theme in different U.S. cities and towns. The most notable was in 1963 with the bombing of the Birmingham church that killed those beautiful, innocent, pure little girls, black little girls. And then if you decide to do the open source research, you'll notice that there's been active shooters in Colleen, Texas, El Paso, Texas, Charlottesville, Charleston, San Diego, amongst other locations. We have 
been at war with white supremacy, racial hatred, extremism, domestic terrorism, bigotry, xenophobia for over 400 years, everybody. And we have to keep that locked in our mind as we are navigating this world, as we are training and teaching our children. As we are opening ourselves to different possibilities and different opportunities, the war hasn't stopped. I kind of went a little too deep just now. I wanted to do something out of respect for the for the individuals, the black individuals who were slain and killed in cold blood and whose life was taken from them prematurely. I want to show respect to not only them, but I want to show respect to their family. They each come from a household. They each come from a system, a family system that relied on them, that needed them, that cared and loved them. And now are devastated by grief. They they will remain haunted by this act for years to come. So I want to take this time out and just be silent for a moment. For those who are listening, can you be silent with me as we pay our respect? to the individuals who were slain in the Topps Fresh supermarket on March 14th, excuse me, May 14th. Keep them in your prayers, everybody. When you decide to meditate or prayer or pray, keep these individuals in there, in your prayers. And also, like I said, there's other families that have been impacted by this. I'm not saying to traumatize yourself to go learn the situation that unraveled to learn where the crime scene was located. I'm not saying that. If you don't have the stomach for that and if you are easily traumatized, don't do that. 
I'm not going to sit here and, and say anything to you that's that could be considered conjecture. It has happened too many times in the last decade. It's, and, and with the events that took place, it was extremely haunting for me. And I wanted to be able to come on here and not just regurgitate what's being presented out there in the news. There's there's a lot of good news sources out there to to get the authentic purposeful updates that are unbiased, that are complete reports, whole complete reports. And the best way that I've seen, the best vehicle for that is, you know, black independent news sources. Roland Martin, for example. So if you really want to get an update on what's going on, tune in to Roland Martin on YouTube, subscribe, and he's going to be covering this to, <laughs> to sentencing, just like he covers every single incident against our people. But as I thought about this intensely and I started to, I I read a few articles and I listened to the news. I had to take a break and just step back and think of this situation and also think about how there is a inextricable link to past injustices and past trauma created created by extremism and hatred and as i'm thinking about this I wanted to, I wanted to ascertain something that can be used to preserve our families, to uplift one another. to strengthen our community and something that can provide us a foundation that can give us the stability that we need 
as we are faced with more plight and more perils in the society. What I've learned, not only just from this act of domestic terrorism, but from the other ones as well, is that as black families, no matter if no matter if you have kids or not, we all be belong to a family. No matter if you're married or not, you still have a family. We have to, there's a few things that I was just thinking about that could be of extreme use for us. And the first things first, for those that have kids or for those who have access to children and youth, we have to educate them on race and we have to eradicate colorblindness. Kids should not should know more than that, that than that they are just black, or that they're they have melanated skin, or that they're mixed raced, or that they're ethnic. They need to know what that means. Living, and breathing, and operating in a society whose fabric are filled with poisonous threads of discrimination, racial bias, racial profiling, hatred towards minorities and ethnic people, lynchings, all that is a part of the fabric and the individual threads of American society. Our kids need to understand that. They need to understand how their image and their appearance can be targeted by someone or a group of people who have so much hatred filled in their heart that they would do, they would go through extreme measures just to cause harm. The children and the youth are the future pillars for our community and for our families. And it's in, it's very vital 
that we don't withhold this information and we sh we're sharing this freely because we don't want them growing up thinking that be just because we moved to the suburbs just because we go to a good school and we're integrated with other cultures and ethnicities and that and then we have so much technological advancements i don't want that to take away from true discernment about who they are, about their history, and about how their image and appearance may be a threat to other people and even organizations. So we got to educate them, y'all. We really do. Beyond, beyond just, you know, telling them, letting them know about Martin Luther King, beyond just informing them about the civil rights movement, boycotting, beyond segregation, beyond Jim Crow. We need to let them know from a practical perspective, what does it mean to be a person with melanated skin in a society where racial exploitation, racism, extremism, domestic terrorism are the very core ingredients of what is that that built the nation that we live in today. Another thing to help preserve the family system is protecting yourself. This situation happened in Buffalo, New York. Now, in this particular area of Buffalo, New York, it was 78% uh, black. Collectively in Buffalo, New York, the population demographics for black folks uh, is smaller than the demographics for white folks. And for all those who've been to upstate New York, there's a lot less black folks in upstate New York than there is in the boroughs, even amid the gentrification of the of the different neighborhoods 
that were traditionally black in the boroughs. This can happen anywhere. That's the point. I named a bunch of different places earlier in this in this episode. El Paso, Colleen, San Diego, Charleston, Charlottesville, Bir the Birmingham bombing. Things of this nature, of this severe, painful nature, is not just targeted in the South. It's targeted anywhere. And it's because of the accessibility to the internet, the ability for these individuals to have access to these chat rooms and, and, and web forums where they can share and exchange their hate, their hateful rhetoric, where they can document their manifesto, where they can research other martyrs and see what they did and what they didn't do right. So, which gives them the know-how So when they're conceiving their plan, they can also tweak their capacity to succeed. We gotta protect ourselves. And that looks very different from all of us, for all of us. I'm not, I'm a very peaceful person. I'd rather not, I'd rather not uh, be violent or show violent tendencies, but I do believe that he threatened, threatened the possessions, the person, the livelihood, the children, the family of someone you deserve whatever is coming to you. That is just a fundamental right that we all have to preserve our bodies, preserve our existence in this world until the creator calls us home. Protect yourself, protect each other. And my last point, establish a protocol for how you and your family will answer to a crisis of this nature. In public schools, they do safety drills, lockdowns, bomb threat drills, we should be doing the same exact thing within our family unit, especially for our children. We need to condition them that before they go out, 
they should be thinking of different egress routes. They need to be thinking of their spatial orientation from doorways and and exit ways. You have to think about what will happen if someone comes into this establishment and tries to inflict pain and harm on people? It all starts with us teaching them the fundamentals to surviving, to protecting themselves. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a strenuous lecture. Teach them situational awareness. Head on a swivel at all times. Aware of your surroundings. If something looks out of place, then more, then it, it, it probably is out of place. And it deserves that level of scrutiny and discernment. If someone starts shooting, get down as fast as you can and as, and as low as you can. Move away from the spraying bullets because we all know bullets ricochet. Stay low. Low, teach them how to low crawl. If you don't know how to low crawl, YouTube low crawling. I don't want to get into a full safety class. But that is what we have to do in order to preserve our lives, our children's lives, and to and to be reactive to this level of cruelty and ignorance. I digress. And I hope from this that I was able to share with you all some very tangible things that can be used to help set a foundation for you and your family. I do want to leave you with this quote of the day. And the quote of the day is, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Martin Luther King Jr. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being your emotional, most supportive, vulnerable selves. Peace.